Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Grimecast. Uh, we are Griming Game. I'm Nutchucks. With me, as always... Hey, you laugh every time. It's really funny. Brawlbeat. I do, every time, because, you know, third time's a charm is what they say. Uh, as we were stating, we were looking up 10 crazy laws uh, from our state before the uh, Grimecast started, and the reason we were doing that uh, is I spent 16 hours stuck in a classroom uh, learning about driving laws due to my job uh, for the advanced traffic law. Uh, class for this state uh, you were chiming off some laws and you were asking me what some crazy laws most of the stuff we're learning are pretty known laws like you must you can't drive on the state uh, this state's uh, roadways without insurance uh, you can't if you have a suspended license and you're a habitual offender uh, it must be reported you must have a UTC which is a uniform traffic citation along with filing a warrant uh, for a felony charge it's also illegal to spill your margarita in some states. It's illegal to have ice cream in your back po back pocket on Sundays. Here's the craziest law. Uh, we talked about that a long time ago. That's a horse thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was something to do horse. with your horse. Yeah. Um, Don't tempt children or horses with delicious butt candy. There's also, they had to revise the law last year for a law that was on the books from the 1870s stating you cannot have a mask over your face. Uh, I was trying to prevent the KKK, but that uh, that didn't turn out too well, uh, being that I live in the South. Uh, but they had to prevent it because uh, of the mask mandates that they were requiring. So they're like, we have to revise these law books. Like, yes, uh, I think another crazy one is you cannot hunt a whale, a whale, like a sea animal, from the back of your truck in the state of Tennessee. I saw a parallel to this, which is a little more open wording. It's a Connecticut law, which has no hunting. What it means to say is don't hunt from your vehicle. But what I choose to interpret this as is don't hunt with your vehicle. Don't go aggressively off-roading looking for targets in the woods. Yeah, I can see that. That uh, that would make ton of sense. Just, just don't go off-roading and trying to find these things, please. Don't hurt anybody. That's all we require. Here's a fun one in Indiana. No sales on Sunday. Can't sell cars on Sundays. I there's a story there. I'd like to know what that is. Uh, there's there's got to be something there. I'm not sure on those. Um, we did get into dealers and their tags and how some of them in the old in the state, uh, a lot of dealers would just just write in the tag. No, like, just just picture the salesperson saying, "Hey, uh, you can't leave the lot, sir." Well, cool. I'll just do donuts right here. Well. So they they gave the tag out. They'd give you a tag out. You'd have to have aluminum foil across it. Now they just give these what they call dealer tags, which are they have certain letters in front, then they're like seven digits long, and then but a lot of people like to try to extend it out, and it's not that way. Uh, so a lot of people get pulled over for those, which is hilarious. Um, is there North any Carolina? Yep. North Carolina, no symmetry joyriding, uh, implying it had to get bad enough for legislation to get involved. Yeah, so I was about to say, like, um, what? Like, who was joyriding in a cemetery? But Somebody. somebody Kids, was. adults, old people, I don't know. Pennsylvania, no driving without flares. So in Pennsylvania, any point in time with a traffic jam, you can have a flare fight. It's legal. And <laughs> Just pull out your flare gun and shoot it in the back of the car. My baby's in there! Ooh, shit. I don't have my fire Actually, extinguisher. You said what you said a minute ago, but now, depending on the legitimacy of this article, it says Tennessee, no hunting except whales. So I guess you can have a truck bed mounted harpoon if you want. But have your passenger strap in. You'd have to have like an ICBM or a propellant to get the freaking 
harpoon to the ocean, though. Maybe get a Gauss rifle. Just make the ocean move out of the way with overpressure. Yeah, Evaporate a sound. Yeah, I got the Large Hadron Collider in the back of my car. Oh, miscalculate. Could either have some whale for dinner? Could make a black hole. Oh, nice. Washington weird driving law. No law breaking without notice. Just give give us a heads up. So ask 48 hour notice. <laughs> um so one law that everybody assumes is real uh, there's a video that somebody else did on this but uh, a lot of people assume that driving without shoes on is illegal and that is not illegal. Not even in this state. There's no state that states that you cannot drive without shoes, but you can get reckless driving. Um, because it potentially in some states, I don't know any cop who's going to get you for reckless driving with driving bare feet in this state or where I work, uh, but that is not a law. Driving with your uh, light on in your car, your uh, top light that you have that you can look through for stuff is not illegal to have. A lot of parents will tell you that it is. It doesn't really impede traffic. Riding in the back of the truck. Uh, you have to be, if you're in this state, 16 years of age or older, but you have to be wearing shoes, because if, if your feet get all slippery and you fall out, that's on you. Well, no, you don't have to wear shoes in the back of the truck. If you're 18 years older, you don't have you don't have to have parental guidance. 16 years to 18, you have to. Thir anything under, you have to um, have to have uh, you have to have to be in the car. You can't be in the back of the cab. Uh, another another law that a lot of people don't know here is that uh, if you're over the age of 18, you do not have to wear a seatbelt in the back seat. That's not something I draw a lot of focus on. You don't have to, but you should. They tell you you should, and they put the thing like, click it or ticket, but it's like, click it or ticket if you're sitting in the front. No, no, I understand, but just given the average reliability of, a, of any given human being, you're allowed to roll dice at a disadvantage if you want to. Just, you can't cry about it when things come out bad. Well, you can. Just... Oh, to shift blame. Well, you can, it's just not, it's imprudent. It's um, aggressively ignorant of the circumstances you placed yourself within. Could have been anything. Chose to be an idiot. Yeah, essentially. But if you're under the age of 18, better be wearing those goddamn seatbelts. Needs to say, though. Let's get into some uh, some gaming news. I have not played any new games. There's no big new games releasing this month. I think the biggest game I've seen so far. I don't know if you played these. Played the series. Ratchet and Clank, Clank A Riff Apart, releases in two days. It releases this uh, Friday, the 11th. Uh, along with Final Fantasy Remake, I believe, releasing tomorrow. Intrograde is the new one. Uh, it's just... Uh, it is the... Let me look it up here. It is... The PS5 version. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. and I so, played uh, Roger Clank back in the middle of the series. Not the very oldest, not the very newest. I played right it, there in the middle. Yeah, I played it when I was younger. When the first part of the series came out, I did not play it. Uh, when I was older, um, let me look up Infrograde here. Let's see what the release date is on this. I believe it's the 10th. I was very surprised to see a promotional push for Chivalry 2. Really? I don't know if you're familiar with Chivalry, Chucks? I know the name, but I do not know. I have never played it. Let me put it that way. It's It's a chaotic team versus team medieval melee simulator that... People try to play tactically, but it generally descends into spamming taunts and beheading each other, which is a good time, to be honest. I wonder how the sequel will hold up, because there was a sense of progression or objective-based gameplay like the aforementioned Battlefield, but uh, mostly it was a wild good time. People screaming for Agatha 
charging uphill, and then their heads bouncing backwards down the hill towards the spawn point. It comes out tomorrow, June 10th, so I was right. So I know what you're talking about, though. I have seen those. It's uh, open world melee. Uh, you're just running around killing each other, and it's a team deathmatch, correct? For the most part, there's objective modes, but most people will log log in to swing improbable swords at each other. That, if you're good enough, you can parry with a butter knife and then punish them for. But uh, especially towards the middle and later stage of the series, there was a whole lot of halberd and uh, zweihander abuse. Not that I blame them. It it makes sense. It's fun. In the most desperate, what are we doing here kind of way. I know me and you had never really played these types. Of, played this game, but uh, we've we talked about it before. I don't know if you saw that WoW Classic. Uh, released the Burning Crusade classic on the first, uh, but the big thing that a lot of people are upset about when they released this was that uh, Burning Crusades, to play your WoW classic, which was free, to play it on the Burning Crusades server and the classic server, you had to pay 35 bucks, and that was upsetting people, and I never really got the understanding why people enjoyed WoW classic. It's just how WoW looked in 2003, and like, okay, I guess if you want it to look old school, that's your thing. I mean, teach their own, but... Uh not just look, not just look. It mechanically, it was reverted back to that time, which is annulling a decade and a half of number tweaks, ability redesigns, equipment number creep. It was a purer state of the game, clumsy in many ways, but much less reverted over uh, consistency. So since you played some Neverwinter, if, assuming you were more into it than you were, let's say you played for four months, you learned a character class that you enjoyed, you developed it to certain num numbers of levels, and then life happened, you kind of left the game alone. Then you came back, and you got this pop-up screen saying, good news, we changed everything about how this character plays. And you go, well, I just, I want to get a little stronger and see the content for this expansion, but i got to relearn everything. And this would happen every 8 to 14 months. That's Somebody good. got a good new idea and rebalanced everything. So people said, fuck it, I want to go back to how I knew it. I, uh, I went through that multiple times playing Neverwinter. Mm-hmm. And that was so frustrating because you'd go in, you'd play it, and then you have to restart, go in, replay it, and restart. And every time they were dropped a new update, it was like, oop, you got to learn something slightly different, or the stats get slightly changed, or these well, characters... not necessarily restart, but it feels... Where'd you go, bro? Oh, I'm still here. You're the one that's squibbly. Oh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just stopped, uh, all... you just, it just stopped talking on my end. Uh-huh. Oh, well... Uh... Yeah, no, it wasn't. You never really had to restart on that either. It's just, hey, there's new mechanics you have to learn, and that was a big issue with me. Is that about once? Well, it was about once every year that they updated. They updated on the computer, try to work out the the issues on the computer version, and then go, okay, now here you go. Go, good luck. Don't, you know, best of luck to you. Good news. We changed all the buttons. Yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah, we changed everything. You remember how you had your hand laid out already, and you already knew where the. Uh, all the product was and everything you needed to do like yeah too bad new new stuff new everything get used to it but much we did our research and the research shows that players really appreciate shaking things up every now and then every other week about that that's good that's that's the proper amount no yeah, just you know about once a week that's all it's always nice to do just like hey how can we screw you over so hard like oh that that's how but like I was saying, I don't know how you feel about this. Something that's free, all of a sudden they're saying, hey, if you want to keep playing it, but playing this add-on that was originally there, you owe us $35. Given that this game has always been a running service, I don't have anything negative to say. Okay. I know that was the because... big complaint that I saw, so I was just kind of curious on your end. 
it can be a complaint that it, it makes sense. Why am I still paying this? Saying people who came from a culture of paying a subscription fee over and over. The extra anger is because Blizzard sandbagged WoW Classic as an illegitimate product for a long time, trying to shut down every server they could that ran this. Then eventually they gauged the interest of the people and said, now we'll make our own official version. We'll still suppress all the fan servers, private ones, but we'll, be, we'll allow you graciously to play WoW Classic, even though we said for years we would never let that happen. But, you know, management changed, so why not? Milk it. Get the money. Get that money. What's, what's that? You want to pay for more expansions? Well, pay me, and I'll let you. You say, well, hey, man, I bought the expansion back in 2007. Well, sorry. This is Do the, it again. This is WoW Classic. This is not WoW. This is WoW Classic. That makes A no legally sense. distinct skew. Mm -hmm. Legally distinct skew. Like, this is not fair. But yeah, no, that, uh, there, there hasn't been a whole lot of gaming news. I think, uh, I don't know when the, uh, we just recently saw on Steam pop up that uh, Battlefield 2042, not 2142, uh, was just put up there for pre-sale for, and it comes out October 23rd. Um, it, it has not piqued my interest as much as Battlefield 1 did, uh, but I'm also a huge history nerd, so when something like World War One pops up, your, your boy here gets all giddy. Depends to know what he's doing, yes. Yeah. Like oh yay! Like it's it's a new, it's a new uh, new stuff. Like oh my god! It's it's a World War One. Given the banner head they're using with weather effects, this could be something interesting. I, I doubt it will work as advertised, and that's fine. But I recently had gotten off of spending about thirty hours with uh, Just Cause Four, and that was their Holy big, shit. big um, selling point is that they had weather events, which were honestly fairly modest. I actually enjoyed quite a bit more when that same studio did their try at Mad Max and the tornadoes were much more significant in gameplay because you didn't have your magic uh, repelling hook and super parachute and squirrel suit. You were guy and car. So when the electro thunderstorm comes in with whipping sand in every direction, seek cover or it's going to be bad. But then the game actually makes you pay attention player-wise because some of the best payouts of resources are only available if in the thunderstorm, so you're trying to gamble with your life to get the money. It's it's better engagement. So you give a combined arms combat game, like the Battlefield series is, and you have uh, maps that feature infantry, aircraft, and ground vehicles, along as along with whatever else they have. And you say, and along came a tornado and killed everyone. That could be really fun, or it could be super frustrating if there's certain uh, mission-based game modes where random elements can just really wreck the pace of things. But it's hard to say. I haven't really been mainlining Battlefield in about six years. I uh, I think the last one I really looked into, like I said, was just Battlefield 1. Um, but I don't know. I, I never got big into the new new modern shooters. So, uh, like, your Modern Warfare, everything like that. Once those hit, I kind of just... I kind of dropped off the map on first-person shooters. Um, well, you always play them with sticks. It makes sense. You've always had the, the third... Middle stepchild experience. Third middle stepchild experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had a trigger to squeeze, but your aim was always for shit, and that's it's not your fault. It's just the way it's designed. Whereas I intrinsically enjoy the interaction between gun and man with a point-and-click shooter. It's just a lot smoother and a lot immediate. I mean, you can lob grenades and use abilities and use tank rounds and all this. I mean, flying with aircraft is more fun than analog sticks. But uh, the the, the the relationship between the man and the weapon and where it points and what it does, I just haven't found a comparison really. 
from the very nascence of shooters always up and down. They look great, but they don't feel the same. So you saying you're dropping off from modern shooters because, of course, there was a glut of modern shooters for about eight years. There's a lot of them, and they feel kind of the same, and what's the point anyway? Because you can't really feel how the guns handle the difference, the little things. Tap fire, Chucks. Tap fire. Oh, okay, well, I get you. I get you on that end, but I'm just kidding uh, me. No, I'm not uh, that. I'm not worried about. Yeah, I'm you just, should be very excited about uh, Dark Alliance. I actually just saw that. Yeah, I forgot that was coming out. That's a multiplayer uh, Dungeons and Dragons game, if I remember that correctly. Or it's let me make sure. I'm looking up real quick. Dark Alliance, right? It's a new generation grab at a much older property. Yes. Because you're at Baldur's Gate, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Dark Alliance and Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance 2. Yeah, which is the new one is Dungeons and Dragons colon Dark Alliance. Yeah. So it's separating itself from the previous legacy, what they established, even though very much still Faerun, still uh, Forgotten Realms. Let's see what it says. It's a third-person action... Oh, it's an action role-playing game developed by... I'm not going to butcher that name. Two Qua games. Uh, tabletop. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Boulders. Yeah, so it's just supposed to be... Release date. It's supposed to release at the end of this month. I'm surprised. I haven't seen anything on that. Everything that I looked up so far for this month, what's, like, the big games coming out? That wasn't on there. You had FF7. You had, like, Mario Golf. Nothing of the sort about this new Boulder's Gate. Or, excuse me, Dungeons & Dragons game. This might be something up my alley, though. Oh, let's see. Yeah. What... Just, uh, just, just point your stick to where you want to go and hit an action button and cool stuff happens. Maybe loot. <laughs> maybe loot. <laughs> Not 100%, maybe loot. It's just, it's... Maybe loot. Stuff might drop, and if it does, it might be useful, and if it's useful, it might be within equip range, but who knows. Yeah, just, just, just maybe. That's 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 how it's going to be. Just, just maybe. Let's let's take a look here. Got some switch ports. Yeah, you got Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, which I believe is a uh, HD update of the original Ghost and Goblins that came out at the beginning of the month. Elder Scrolls Online has an update. Gates of Oblivion, or DLC, I should say. Is there anything you see that makes you go, "Ooh"? No, I. Watch this. Chivalry 2 came out today. Or yesterday. Yesterday. Oh. Yes. Let's see here. No More Heroes PC. No More Heroes 2. Fantasy Star Online 2. I remember Fantasy Star Online for the Dreamcast. Which shows you how old I am. No, oh, there it is. Dark Alliance right underneath. That comes out the, uh, the 22nd. Lego Builder's Journey. There we go. Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. So if they cancel that, will that game get canceled? Maybe. Well, Maybe. hang on. Are you are you asking if 2020 games are canceled? They might be getting canceled. They come out next. They're supposed to happen next month. But it's 2021. Tokyo Games got pushed back to this year. Yeah, but we already printed off all the banners, so we can't change it. <laughs> exactly. So they'll 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 let it go out, and what they'll do is they'll be the Tokyo. Summer Olympics 2020 and 2021. And what will happen is that they'll uh, cancel them 
So when you play this game, I'm assuming it's going to be sitting in the room simulator. Like I just got to wait for these two weeks to end so I can go back to America because I didn't. I got my gold medal at sitting. One competitor on the field at a time. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to do the marathon. Uh, you're all going to run it individually. This will all take the whole two weeks. Uh, we're terribly sorry, but it's going to have to be one at a time uh, every two hours, and we're going to have a disinfecting truck come behind you as you run to make sure nobody else gets anything. Okay. Uh, Destroy All Humans uh, comes out on Switch. Don't have a Switch. Why don't you have a Switch? Yeah, my kids have it. I don't. There you go. It's as as a value proposition. That's a really solid platform. Monster Hunter Stories Two comes out at the beginning of next month. Comes out a month from now on Switch and PC. I'm uh, looking at this Disgaea right here. Disgaea Six. Uh huh. Defiance. It's a long running franchise I've enjoyed. Never played any of them. I don't think it's for you, to be honest. Uh, Legend of Mana stuck out to me. Yeah, that's a that's a good throwback. Back in the NES days. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Yeah. It comes out tomorrow. That, that's always a good one to come back to. Oh, yeah. Game Builder Garage. Oh, wow. They finally ditched sprites and went to uh, 3D models. The end of an era. Legend, oh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD for Switch on the 16th of next month. The Great Ace Attorney Adventures. The 27th of next month on PS4, Switch, and PC. No Xbox. No Xbox. Take that, Xbox. I'm not going to get too ahead. We might have to look up some uh, some games later on. But, uh, I'm I, sorry? I, some I, games? Yeah, we're going to have to look up some games for another Grimecast one day, sir. I mean, we don't want to get too far ahead. Okay. Yeah. But, uh... I'm just going to go ahead and ask, uh, are, are you hyped at all? So since we're on gaming news, are, are, are you hyped at all for uh, E3? No, I am not. Yeah, I figured you wouldn't be here. I don't think you... But even when E3 was going on when I lived up there, me, me and you weren't really uh, big into E3. But I did check out, I wanted to see what new games were coming out, and I think that's probably going to be when a lot of games get dropped uh, this year. Like, oh, yeah, you know, the next two months are going to be slow, but here you go at the end of the year. Here's some other big games we haven't talked about. Well, I'm the wrong person to generally ask about being excited for new things because I've been burned enough times over the years where, at best, I'm cautiously optimistic. If I hear a creator I enjoy has a project in the works, I'll say, good, work on your project. Take your time. Try not to release anything early. And then when you do release it, I'll still keep my hands off for three to 12 months to make sure that things are working as intended. Because the industry is deeply punishing. And again, you're making people do work that they don't really want to do a good job with anymore. Up with how run down they are and how poorly things are going. So being told, hey kid, here's an awesome game for you. You're going to love it. I say, yeah, I want it. I want it. It's so good. It's fantastic. And then what you get is a version of that promise. So to ward off disappointment, I tend to be very cautious and take my time. Because my existing backlog is still sufficient to drown the next year and a half's releases. Because those games have been promoted, released, patched, repatched, bundled, sold off on a sale with additional goodies at a fraction of the price. 
Now, again, that behavior explicitly is recidivist against the market. You're not supporting new ideas coming in. At the same time, if you're being very cautious, your buck goes further and your experiences can be a lot more varied. You can spend time with things as opposed to saying, I got to be in the treadmill. I got I to gotta get the next three new releases and beat them in time for the next new releases. And that's just stressful. Why would you do that? Well, I get you. Um, so my, my thinking to you, sir, is, uh, you know, we, we got a couple projects in the works. Uh, we've, we've talked about, we've mentioned on a couple of things that we just released. Uh, our next uh, video movie discussion uh, mm-hmm. is How's Moving Castle. I'll be in the discussion. I'll be explaining the difference between the book and the movie. Uh, so for this, though, uh, E3 is the 12th through the 15th, which is this Saturday, the 12th of June to the 15th of June. Uh, uh, I'm going to say let's let's take a couple things and we'll we'll do like a Grimecast special, sir, to just tell us what we saw and what our thoughts were from this and what we may be or not be excited for that we saw in some of the videos. Or E3 2021? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the home experience. It is. Can we get, can we get a digitally downloaded booth, babes? Is that a thing anymore? Or is that uh, a previous Millennium event? I think we can. I think we can do that. Uh, we just have to uh, pay a lot of money to someone, and then we just have IGN to go in China. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I am somewhat excited. I want to see what they're going to come out with these companies. Because Microsoft, Xbox, oh excuse me, Xbox, Sony. Um, I believe Blizzard. Blizzard's not going to be there because they have BlizzCon. Uh, Nintendo is going to be there, and I can't remember. Uh, one company did back out and said, sorry, we're not doing anything. But I'm not 100% sure. But I just want to see what's coming out. Maybe what games we may have dropping for PC. Because a lot of the games that they show at these, they don't mention PC. But they kind of like, yeah, it's going to come out for Xbox and PC. Or PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And they hype hype up some of these uh, games. I just want to see what they, they hype up enough. And I want to see if they talk about any new... Uh, systems or products for systems that they're going to talk uh, release or discuss about what do you think the average upcoming interim is for upcoming pc games do you think they're stuff that's dropping in three months stuff that's a year away stuff that's in the works and it's out when it's finished tm uh it's gonna be a mixture of all three stuff that's going to be released here in the next i'd say they're going to show it here and they'll probably be out by the earliest will be august and the latest will be a year to three years. And I say three years because some of these games that they're going to they hype up now and they're just like, oh, yeah, this is just a game and video demo. And then three, three years from now, the video the game will finally be finished and they'll be able to uh, discuss that and tell you, hey, you know, it's uh, here's the complete product and it's not going to be what they showed you. You know what the most messed up way to watch E3 is? Uh, no, tell me. To me, the most messed up way, and the one I probably actually do, is watching the YouTube upload highlights of a streamer that watched it when it was fresh. <laughs> because you would think that's stale news. At the same time, you save so much time at the expense of not being current. Because you can sit there with, with anticipation, but the last, just from even overhearing the last Nintendo Directs and the last Expos, the results have been very mixed. And the two, three, or four points we're talking about that were discussed afterwards, well, then you have your big push at the show to get the flavor out, and the substance and the meat follows afterwards in an interview with the developer or publisher that 
that the past their milestone of only being able to speak about this during the big, big event. So once upon a time, back in, oh, 2002, E3 was a huge deal because truly that is where the news came from and the publications got a hold of it. Uh, 20 years later, it's just a different beast entirely. So yeah, I'm curious as to how it's going to go, how the pageantry will work. But little by little, that fuck the Oscars energy is creeping in, even into larger uh, news outlets and, and, and performative shows that want to wow the audience. Except the audience has been around enough where the new kids don't care as much and the old kids uh, know how it's going to go. So there's a less surprise. And I don't, wanna, I don't mean to necessarily sap momentum, but it's more of taking a the most objective stance you can to examine what's being presented and not being sold on hype because that is that is poison sold on hype is ex exploited nearly every time so if i'm reading this correct battlefield reveals part of the e3 schedule which was done today uh was done 10 a.m our time uh summer game will kick off tomorrow our time are we splitting the difference of kansas or what's going on summer summer game fest kickoff live uh will be starting tomorrow for them I'm assuming it's going to be Koch primetime, but it's spelled cock. But uh, if we actually start, uh, I would say Ubisoft starts at 1500 Eastern time, my time, uh, on the 12th, which is 3 p.m. Eastern time. And ends with Bandai Namco uh, at 325 my time on the 15th. What's the really bad is whatever you say Bandai now, I'm thinking Gunpla instead. <laughs> <laughs> what about their game? Do they come in plastic flavors? No? Well, then I'm not very interested, am I? Then I guess EA Play is part of the E3 experience, but that doesn't happen until next month. Yeah, Gearbox <laughs> has uh, will be on the 12th. They're going to do some stuff for Back for Blood, uh, 24 Entertainments. So they got a couple exclusive things exclusives going on but the the schedule isn't too rough uh i'll be working on some you'll of be, these you'll be going to your phone you'll be working while going uh-huh uh-huh refresh and that would happen essentially what i'll be doing damn it bo yeah the future games one is the big one that i'm looking for in the capcom showcase to see if they have anything ready for uh you know what they have this re the re that was released with it on oh come on here why do we not have I'm going to throw this your way as well. Mm -hmm. Let's see what the... Do, 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 RE, what is it? RE-verse? Yeah, RE-verse. Still not available yet. Do you even know there's this many conventions happening? No. Canceled, canceled, canceled. Moved online. Indonesia Comic Con. Well, we're already past this, so let me go all the way down here. Yeah, get over to June, July, August. Yep. Where it's a little less dense. Wasabi Kong, Con, Keek Masterplace, Marketplace, excuse me. Don't have my glasses, I lost them. Collecticon. It gets funnier every week. Super you know, the, my, my place of employment doesn't really support healthy eyesight, so there's not a coverage plan that I can have to, uh, you know, compensate for my poor eyesight, but it's, it's okay, I'll manage. 
Southeast Game Exchange 2021, July 10th and the 11th. Um, wait, hold on here. I need next month. I am working. Can't go to it. Boop. You can develop a very sudden fever, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's going to go over well with my group, especially since I'm gone. Connecticut Con uh, canceled. Where's not Chuck Seth? Let me let me check his live feed. Oh, weird, he's streaming from a convention center. Huh. A cheeky see. cheeky man. Comica Palooza. Comic Palooza. Excuse me. Comica. You got Liverpool anime. Liverpool anime and game con in Liverpool UK. Uh, I'm not gonna butcher that in Budapest. Christmas time in Budapest. Tiger Con. I can actually go to that because I don't have my kids that weekend. The hell is TigerCon? I'm sorry, that sounds so bad. Anime, sci-fi, gaming, and comic convention. TigerCon is hosted by Moody Comics in the Anime Club. Well, let's and then, pause for a second, checks. Have you been to conventions previously? I went to Emerald City Comic Con multiple times. Uh-huh. So, as a repeat visitor, mm -hmm. what draws you into conventions? Uh, just the stuff they show. What they have, what they do, what the people are going to be. Okay. Now, have you ever gone for panels? I have. I've been to. I went to the Dark Horse 25th anniversary panel with uh, Robert Kirkman uh, and all the guys who started Dark Horse. Uh, what's his name? God dang it, Todd McFarlane. There was a bunch of them, and then I saw the Todd McFarlane Stan Lee panel. Um, mm -hmm. I went to the guy who played Draco Malfoy. He was up there one year. Um, I don't think they're going to have any panels here at this Tiger Con. Okay. And do you ever go to purchase the exclusive merchandise? No. Mm -hmm. Do you participate in the cosplay scene? No, but I did. I yeah. Uh, I did watch one uh, cosplay uh, tournament. Cosplay uh -huh. tournament uh, show, fashion show, I guess you want to call it. And, and do you have a strong affinity for being in crowds? I don't mind being in crowds. Okay. I'm still, aside from panels, I'm not really seeing what you're getting by being there. Just to see the dumb shit everybody enjoys. Right, but that same dumb shit is going to be online within two hours of it being officially revealed. Yeah, they won't have anything to reveal. Like, Comic-Con, Emerald City Comic-Con has nothing to reveal. They're not big enough. It's essentially, these festivals are just for people that can't go to the bigger ones. Like, so you have... Uh, Emerald City Comic Con would be for the people who can't go to Comic Con in San Diego. San Diego's big Comic Con or New York City Comic Con, which is actually technically bigger than the San Diego Comic Con, but the San Diego Comic Con's during the summer. So it gets more. It's normally during my birthday, actually, in that time period. Um, but as a counterpoint to this, have you ever been to a smallish convention? No, I had the opportunity, but I passed up on it. That was perhaps more interesting to see as a one-off or an occasional. I believe the one attended years ago was Dragon Con, but the name doesn't matter as much. The scale is what's interesting because the, the events, the vendors, the participants that are there don't have the visibility that primary or, let's say, second top brands have. So the appeal there is for showing up to see what the more or less indie or local scene is doing. It's a distinct experience from, that's right, the names you know and love of all the people you've seen, they're here in this building. Well, four of them. Go say hi. So that's, I guess, my gentle counter-argument from going to 
representations of existing pipelines of material and merchandise that you already know and would have looked up anyway, as opposed to saying, I have no idea what's happening over there. I want to go look and see because there's just no way I would have known that these people exist in these companies and either have the activities or merchandise or entertainment that they already have been making. They just can't be seen or noticed in the overall conversation. Well, sir, I got a, I got a comic book, I ca- <laughs> a gaming expo that I think you would uh, consider this being uh, so hillbilly that you would enjoy it. The Southern Fried Gaming Expo 2021. Uh, it is close to me. You want to take a guess where it's at? It's a capital. Galveston. Uh, Atlanta. Close. Swing and a miss. Not co- close, by the way. That's 13 hours away from me. Almost 14. I believe. Stud fried. But, uh, let's see. Let me read you the description. Video gaming convention with gaming pro gaming programming. The Southern Fried Gaming Expo features more than 250 arcade and pinball machines. Dozens of new and retro console systems. A massive tabletop library, library, RPGs, wrestling, music, tournaments, don't know what kind, but there's tournaments, a vendor expo, exciting panel sessions, guest speaker, and so much more. I just want to know what the wrestling and tournaments are, because you're just having people fight to the death, like you have a giant Thunderdome in the middle of this bitch. I mean, those two are separated by a comma, so that that legally means this is different. <laughs> There's a distinction between them. There is. But- but even with this, I see, despite it being a fairly broadly set table, the seats themselves are arranged in a way that I find to be more appealing because we have a greater focus on the kind of people that are arriving there to the extent where, let's suppose, patrons who come in with animus might be gently ushered to one side of the building because, yeah, you can be here, but we're not here for you. Whereas uh, somebody is saying, man, check out my Axis and Allies set. Completely different. Because, as I'm given to understand, the South has a proud cultural tradition of uh, mildly to grossly overweight armchair generals talking about how things ought to have been. And that's a gross overstatement, oversimplification. But, you know, there's going to be a fried Twinkie eating contest in the next room over, so come on. Maybe there's a vape shop in the lobby. I got one for you. PAX West. Uh Uh-huh. September 3rd through the 6th. Not PAX Prime, mind you. PAX PAX West. West. It's in Seattle. Yeah, it's kind of weird how it's not PAX Prime anymore. But uh, one that caught me under that is in Reykjavik, Iceland. (laughs) Okay. And you know what it's called? Midgard. (laughs) You saw it, sir. (laughs) Yep. The search function is amazing. Comic convention with gaming TV and video game programming. Midgard is Iceland's first all-inclusive fan convention, meaning our target audience is not any specific fandom, but rather any fans of video games, board games, tabletop games, cosplay, books, comics, TVs, movies, and any other genre. I'm slightly disappointed because I wanted it to be about, you know, like Scandinavian lore, Norse mythology, you bastards. Be there, but it's going to be techno-vikings and stuff. What's the population? 122,000 of the city itself, specifically. I'm not sure about the surrounding grounds. So basically, the open scope is, guys, just come on in. I don't care what you're into. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time. We just need people to come visit to bring in our tourist, our tourist money, please, for the love of God. Well, it's difficult because you are fostering positive, largely, community ties. Uh, in shared activities 
But these activities are inherently tied to merchandise. So the business side of things is bring in as many bodies as we can to move merchandise. But the affection side is we want more people, more eyeballs, more interactive minds to keep this a diverse, exciting environment. And there's a kind of a precious Weird Al Malcolm X gray zone in the middle where things just click, but too much mass appeal and it gets watered down, too much hardcore, and it's just it's not fun to participate in anything that's happening there. Kind of like magic. So I, I'm a little bit torn, but main takeaway for this is just go for it, guys. Wreak havoc. Bring in all the fans. Make new ones. Fly on down to a Mithborg airport. It's going to be a great time. If you pizza when oh, you french fry, yeah. you're going to have a bad time. Southwest of uh, Iceland. Wreak havoc. I like their circle highway. I want to drive that someday. Uh, that would be fun. Let's see. Uh, there's another one close to me. DreamHack Atlanta. I've, I've heard about DreamHack over the years. What do they got going on? DreamHack Atlanta is a three-day event with everything gaming under one roof, featuring all the core content you've come to expect of a DreamHack festival, plus many more new activities that fit your way of life. Excuse me, I burped. Uh, let's see. Make your mark and register for Blizz Heroes. They, they, they got a bunch of stuff. There was one that I saw from uh, Florida that... Uh, See, wow, that came out of my mouth, and that was, uh, I don't know what you just, uh, what you put in the chat, but okay. I didn't say that. Uh, oh, dear God. Hold on here. Pjakvavapbjakl cluster. I don't... It's not terrible. I can't... It's bad, but it's not awful. It's a good job. You did uh, it. You did it. Yeah, I tried my best. I don't speak Icelandic, which, by the way, is the closest thing that most people believe would, uh, Scandinavian actually sound like. It's barely changed. Isolated. I like it. Yeah, it's isolated, so they, they believe it hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, the one in Florida had Ron Paulson doing a seminar this Saturday. It was one in uh, Miami, Florida. Here's my next question about conventions. Yeah. Uh, outside of the folks that have done everything possible to not abide or comply with any sort of distancing uh, pandemic regulations, do you th what, what can you expect from people who have been busting to get out there and mix it up with others finally getting out and then into a large building or a set of buildings or a compound and then just interacting with those around them what kind of shenanigans and nonsense are we in for i think you're going to have a bunch of people you're gonna have a lot of people that won't know what to do they've been cooped up for so long that you're probably gonna have a lot of inappropriate things happen at some spots um especially like the anime ones that do a lot of anime and people dress up uh, people are going to start trying to touch more without asking just because, you know, they, they haven't had interactions in a year. Um, but for the people that with can that. keep... Poorly developed social skills to begin with, yes. Yeah. Uh, but for the people who can keep their shit together, um, I expect you're going to have a lot of people who are excited just to get out that are going to want to get out. And once they get done doing the convention thing, they want to go out to the town, especially the ones close to where I live here in the South. Uh, you're probably going to have a lot of people who want to go and do uh, things around town because a lot of the states i live close to don't have restrictions anymore you can freely run through this the halls of the, the you know the streets uh just not with your dick out or beer in your hand uh, um to have fun and i think a lot of people are going to enjoy that when they come here um you don't have to isolate in a lot of the the smaller areas i don't know if washington is the same way like if i tried to fly up there for pax uh, west i believe i would have to quarantine for 10 days so i'd have to take a two-week vacation just to go see pax no, just bring out your armband. 
your I've been certified by the Ministry of, of Health that uh, I've got the good 5G in me at armband. I just wear it at all times. I can, it, uh, it worked in the middle of 20th century. It can work again now. Are you saying I should be packing my uh, my 9 my nine millimeter Glock 17 for my job? No, 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 no. Just your armband. Gotcha. You know, they were very fashionable in Germany in the middle of the century. They let everyone know what's going on. Blue armband, you're safe. Oh my you're God, safe. please tell me you're you heard, allowed to say. You heard about the shop owner that did something similar to that, right? Well, surprise me. Maybe I haven't. Uh, he put, you know how like the, the Jews during World War II had to wear patches with a Star of David on it? Why would I make that joke if I didn't? Okay, so he, he made a patch saying he wasn't vaccinated on that end. So he made a patch for people to wear like not vaccinated or vaccinated or whatever it was. And it, I'm like, dude, you can't. Come on. Like, there's a time and a place for dumb shit like that, and this definitely isn't the time or the fucking place. And to go back to an antiquated joke that's completely out of date now, uh, depending on where you wear it, left is right and right is wrong. So make sure you place the patch where appropriate. Raise your right hand. Your other right hand! Mm-hmm. Such a good movie. If nobody knows that joke, Blazing Saddles. Have you seen the meme about Blazing Saddles? Not lately. It says, Blazing Saddles has been edited down to fit everybody's standards and for a TV edit. It'll be airing from 8, 8 p.m. to 8.07 p.m. Makes sense. Like, oh, I get that. That's horrible. St. <laughs> Augustine. That- wait, wait. There is a there is a festival in St. Augustine. And now, if you know anything about St. Augustine, they have the highest way, uh, age for residents of any city in the United States. I mean, I've been to Augustine. It's it's very nice. They oh, got a great uh, mercantile district. Yeah, it's very it's a very nice place. But when your average age of each person that lives there is of sixty five and older, it, it's well, that's the ones living there. The ones living there, they they keep to themselves. It's simple. It's the ones passing through. That's the main draw. But uh, if you're implying that super seniors can't get freaky and dress up, I don't know. That's a limitation you're imposing. You ever been to Key West, sir? Not yet. That's yeah. one drive I haven't made. Wait till you go to the wrong side of Key West, and you'll talk about some dressing up. The wrong side of Key West. Uh, I don't know which side's the wrong side. No, there's Any no side? wrong side. There's no wrong side. There is a there is a side that people tell you to stay on if you are uh, if you are a child, and when you're 13, you should definitely listen to them. And then there's a side when you're 13, you walk in and there's a gay man being strapped up in all leather and a ball gag, walking down the street like he's a dog. Or uh, and a man thong, uh, and you walk into that. That is not something you should at a thirteen year old uh, expect. You know, you don't expect to see that on the street, and you're just like, oh shit. But Key West is a a chain of small outcroppings of land, it not is. quite an archipelago. It's it's islands connected by a roadway, and as far as I understand, as you're driving along the the patches of dirt, I I think the average concentration of two million dollar plus properties is like eighteen per square mile. So when you have people hiding out there, either timeshare or rentals or owning it, uh, just prepare. Make a compact with yourself. You're going to see some stuff you don't want to see if you go looking. If you keep your eyes straight on and just get to the end where there's a nice bed and breakfast, you're okay. If you pull over for so much as a whiz at the side of the road, that's just rolling dice. And I have very little sympathy. <laughs> uh, I was not. I was on a cruise, so I wasn't just uh, taking a whiz on the side of the road. Uh, we got off the boat. And they were like, oh, yeah, just head out here and go straight, and you'll be in the area where you need to go. And we did. We just went too straight too far. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's nothing, anything wrong with the lifestyle, but when you're 13, you don't expect to see that, and you just all of a sudden, wow, it was right there, and you're just like, oh, shit, son. Um, 
it's unexpected. But to each their own. Uh, you just, if you're not into that thing or if you're not expecting that, I would not recommend, you know, there's a certain side of town you should stick to that's touristy. And then there's like the people that live there and party there. And that's part of the town that if you're not into that thing, you should probably stay away from. Well, that's the rule for any destination town. Is any it? town known for visitations that's along a travel route, an excursion route, uh, any kind of, oh, we, we do a trip there, even if it's a big place like Rio. All right. There's probably going to be a safe zone, a green zone, if you will, for, for visitors. And then there's everyone else who facilitates this stuff and keeps the party going all, all the time long. It's a huge risk. And just because you like it sanitized doesn't mean locals do. That's true. I mean, even in towns where I used to live, it's, it's a seasonal town that draws in tourists in the summertime. Mostly RV campers, but they're still freaky as all hell. What town is this? This is uh, Tolkitna, Alaska. Okay, yeah. It's it's a great place to visit, but again, if you don't stick on that main road or you look the wrong way, you're gonna see stuff you may maybe not expect. And Why the locals are fuck it well all past questioning it. Exactly. Why is that guy fucking a walrus? Don't worry it's about not it. a walrus. It's three men sharing a walrus costume. <laughs> it's actually Justin Long from the movie Walrus and uh, or Tusk. The movie is Tusk. Tusk. Yeah, there me. you go. Well, Kevin Smith films it, and that's how the movie was filmed. It just it's a repeat every year. It's a celebration of life, sir. Omni, I'm looking at I'm still looking at Comic Cons and stuff or conventions. And don't get me wrong, yes, you are correct. There are certain parts of towns you don't visit, uh, no matter where you go. Even when you live in that town, there are certain parts of town you don't visit if unless you know you're from that part of town. Uh, and you know the people very well. But for me, you know, it's just eh, I was just like I said, I wasn't expecting it. Sure. Surprises, it's a it's a love. But at least you got it as a kid, early on. You confronted something that was just not taught to you anywhere, and that allowed your mind to expand in one direction and contract from another. That's very useful. You glimpsed a truth nobody would speak about. I did. I did. At the time, especially, that early 2000s. Before the internet... I'm looking at anime cons now, sir. I know we're both kind of into anime. Let's let's get down yeah. into, into June. You're more honest than I am. Yeah, I got a Dragon Ball tattoo on my arm. I'm, I'm pretty fucking honest that I'm a huge nerd. Cancel, cancel, canceled. Armageddon. Not for the reason you think. Canceled for other reasons. Tararunga. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Tararunga? It's from New Zealand. I'm, I'm not going to keep butchering it. No, keep doing it. They love it. Yeah, I'm going to get a Kiwi at my door kicking my ass. Swam all the way there just to say hello. <laughs> what is food? Hop your pooper. You the guy who can say our sound name? Yeah. My face! Let's see. Oh, wait. WasabiCon. That's the same one we just saw. Geek Marketplace. Why is it called? I don't understand why it's on video gaming and that, but okay, we called WasabiCon. Sabicon's Geek Market. Okay, I see. That's why. It's just a one-day event, so that's that's lackluster. Well, how do you feel about that? I mean, one-day event as opposed to what you're used to, which is two, three, or four days. Honestly, a three-day con is exhausting, especially if it's running in all tilt. I it's am... a little bit like. Uh, if you go for an arena show and it goes from Friday to Sunday, 
you just sort of understand that Friday is all warm-ups. It's going to be played safe. Saturday's the big draw. And Sunday, everybody wants to go home, so everything will catch on fire. Burning Man, got it. Um, I like three-day cons. I don't get burned out as like most people. What burns me out was mm -hmm. when I had my kids with me going to cons. That was tough. Because I got to keep them entertained and I got to keep them looking and we can't, they can't touch certain things. They can only see certain things. Um, I got to play it safe. I got to do a bunch of things that are juggling them and then at the same time wanting to entertain the other people I'm with. I mean, parental duties aside, I would even argue that kids shouldn't really be around. I would Not agree. because of the material, but because of the, just the, the, the high density of people. And the kids may like the maybe some of the brand recognition, some colors, some activities. But for the most part, like this, guys, this isn't really for you. I'll, I will bring the Pokemon stuff home, but this is a fifteen and up kind of crowd. I would agree with that. Um, I learned the hard way. I would say my my oldest can definitely go. Uh, my oldest went the first few times when she was my youngest age, which would have been about five. So it would have been about five, six years ago now. Um, hard to believe my youngest is about to be six. Um, and it flies. It does, especially when you have kids. Screw the adage, time flies when you're having fun. It's time flies when you have kids. Um, but needless to say, when I took her there, like she was only like, it was about five years ago, 2006, 2017. It, it was rough. I think we went the first time in 2015, right before she was born, and then she, the kid's mom was pregnant. That was tough. And then we went again the following, not the following year, but the year after. And, and that was just rough. So I guess the question here is, why wasn't that an arrangement where they said, listen, you go do your con thing and I'll hold things down, but then you owe me afterwards? Versus we're all going. We we didn't go all three days with them. So the second time we went with our uh, coin meter. And we went and he went one day and we went with him. We left the kids. And then the second day we brought the kids and the third day we left the kids. But the one day we had the kids, it was like going through a three-day con in one day. Yeah, I believe it. You had to stop every two minutes because they wanted oh. to take photos or pictures. Not the youngest. She didn't really understand what the hell was going on. My analogy is I did have a chance to visit Vegas some time ago. And it was a while ago to the point where I, I didn't understand what the flyers were really implying. But I kind of knew that I liked them even though it would take me about three or four years to really figure out, oh, that's what the connection is. So by all means, Las Vegas is a good time, but I was maybe seven. So not maybe the most appropriate age to enjoy what the offerings themselves are. But I can say that I went, and I can say that I had an okay time. It's just that what the entertainment entails is wasted upon a particular age bracket. My understanding is, is that Dragon Con, that's what I need to go to. Am I off that, that weekend? Sure. Go take a look, take a gander, come back speaking in your rule set. Um, no, I, I would say if you're if you're a kid and you want to go somewhere where your parents can gamble, it would be Biloxi. But that's a riverboat. It's not. The whole town is the town is like Vegas. It's a base. I, it mm -hmm. is right on beachfront. There's a nice nice golf course, which I put a golf ball through a lady's window. Um. There okay. is a giant arcade. There's stuff for kids to do constantly. And on top of that, your parents can gamble. And if you're if you have a two year old brother who tries to run away from or three excuse me, he was Yeah, he was two going on three. 
and he actually almost touched a slot machine and a uh, security guard pours a taser gun out on him. And all he responds is, I'll be three on my birthday uh, because there's a hot dog place right next to the slot machine. Uh, it's hilarious. And now that I look back on it, um, I just don't understand why he did that, though. I'm but, barely following the story, but I like where it's going. No, no, no. Okay, so we, we had to go meet somebody for dinner. And this place was where the slots were at this casino that we were at. I don't know what the casino was. Um, and it, you go past the first thing of slots and you turn right and there's a security guard standing there. So, cause there's, it's young people that are all over the place cause there's stuff to do. And as me, my older brother and my younger brother, who's now, uh, almost 20 or yeah, I'll be 20 next year. Uh, walk in, we're slowly walking. And as we walk up, this guy's like, Hey, stop. And we're like, Hey, look, we got to go in here to go eat. We're meeting somebody. And as we're walking through, our younger brother breaks away from our hands. And uh, he gets and he's about to touch this slot and this security guard just runs in front of him pulling out his taser. And we're just like, whoa, dude, you know, like, calm down. We're going here. He's three. Like, relax. And the guy's like, hey, how old are you? And he's like, dude, are you serious? He's like, I'll be three on my birthday. Like, did you just ask it like a two year old how old he was? Like, calm the fuck down, man. Well, maybe it's a very small man. A full adult, full fledged adult. He was an adult and I was about his size. So when I was. God, I would have been. It was in 2004, 2005, so I'd have been about 14. I was roughly at that time a little bit smaller than what I am now. Like, I was probably about 5'10. And I'm 5'11, 6 foot tall. You were 5 or 10 years old? 5 foot 10 inches. There you go. To, to, to help you out. So let's see here. Um, oh, I got, I got some movie news I want to ask you about, sir. Movie news, it's okay. Keanu Reeves movie news. What is your, uh, Donnie Yen is joining John Wick 4. What's your opinion, man? I know you're a big John Wick fan. I'm an okay John Wick fan. Uh, well, I, I, I was just so pleased that some of the performers from The Raid Redemption and The Raid 2 came to join the cast in the third film to have an honorable face-off. I recognize that Keanu is probably in much worse shape than Donnie is at this point in his life, but I am excited to see them collaborate. And uh, the John Wick machine probably won't stop for quite a while, considering that there's still steam left in the gauge. I, I don't expect sensible storytelling. I'm able to enter this setup as a playground. I mean, I'm unironically excited for F9, which is what we're calling it now. So saying, oh, this uh, storied, highly experienced film producer, director in some cases, and martial arts stunt coordinator and performer is joining a cast of writers and stuntmen who know how to do action. Good. Gaslight the fire some more. I'm in for it. What do you think this is going to do to the cosmology of the world? I don't care. As long as Larry Fishburne is there fishing out the truth from the garbage stalls, cool. Bring it on some more. I'm not invested in any of this going anywhere particular. But what about... What what about what else happened to John Wick? Ah, fuck, fucking I don't know. Long lost brother. Next movie. Sex changed the movie after that. Um, implant <laughs> pistols into his eyeballs. The movie after that. Make it good. <laughs> Light it well. Keep me entertained. Uh, okay. I, I have. Go ahead. No no go go. <laughs> You're good. Keep going. I I have no integral investment in the storyline because. I did have a really good time watching the third film in theaters some time ago with my family. And all the sense that I got throughout the film, even with bringing in Halle Berry as a character and then saying, oh, yeah, this is an assassin that specializes in dogs. I went, okay, well, fuck everything, man. This is just, this is pure entertainment. 
Don't worry about it. Let's be honest what this is here. Nothing that's being said back and forth really matters, but the actors are doing a good job, the backdrops are terrific, and the choreography has improved as well. And even though I had a huge gripe about stabby Asian assassins using curved swords, I thought, okay, this, is, this has got to be for a reason. Right? There's got to be a payoff to this particular mistake. And there is. And the answer is scored glass. So with that being resolved, and let me, let me get his name because it's embarrassing that I don't know. Uh, the villain being featured has a long time appearing feature actor in martial arts films. I'm just happy they got to have a great fight off. And uh, maybe, just maybe, John McFarlane will also have another final showdown scene where everything is reflective surfaces. Because that's not a trope that has been established, much like Yakuza games have to end in a shirtless punch-off at the top of a building. It just has to happen. It does. just has to happen. Um, before we keep, we keep going on with the Keanu Reeves news, um, best Comic-Con name so far for the perfect city. St. Augustine, Florida. Ancient City Con. That's the best one so far? That's the best one so far, but just because it's the oldest city in the, in the United States. Uh, and on top of that, it's the most ancient people live there. Um, so I'm still looking, though. The uh, most ancient people living? or <laughs> Living there. Like population. Yeah, just, just they're old as fuck. That's what I'm getting at. The oldest fucking population in the United States. Um, I don't know if you saw this, too. Christina Ricci's joining the Matrix 4. I don't know if you saw that, sir. Is it the Matrix 4? Yes. Or is it? Matrix colon something else. It might be Matrix okay. colon something else, but right now it's just called Matrix 4 that I know. A of. Captain of the Nebuchadnezzar. Everyone's back, including Christina Ricci. She was in it? No, but she is now. Like, oh, okay. What I've seen her in. You've never... Wait, you really don't... You've never seen Christina Ricci in anything? I might have seen her, but at this point I'm just hearing a name before I look it up. Black Snake Moan. So, say, say again? Black Snake Moan? She's the cracked out chick. Uh, I never watched that actually. It Have was you seen on my the list. original Adams Family movies from the nineties. Nope. Oh my god! Right then. Um, did you see the Speed Racer movie? Yes. She's the short black-haired girl that I can't remember her name in the actual TV show. That's in the hell. Uh, the Speed Racer's interest. Okay. Sister. And that performance didn't necessarily thrill me, so I. No. I. I'm not sure why that's the selling point, but I believe you. And the name I was looking for is Mark DeCoscos. Who the fuck is Mark DeCoscos? You might have seen him from memes with Iron Chef, but he tends to uh, pop up in places. Uh, let me just recount some of the notable ones that are familiar to me. Let me just go down here. Besides the John Wick 3 that we know. What would you have seen him in, Chucks? So let's just take a look. Well, you're not a huge Common Rider fan, so that's out. What about Moomin Rider? <laughs> Different show. Uh, Brotherhood, of, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Brotherhood of the Wolf is one you might have seen him in. How do you spell uh, his I just name? saw D A C A S C O S. The Cascos. I just saw him in Cradle to the Grave, and I was surprised at how decent that movie is. Jet Li, DMX, DeCoscos, Tom Arnold. Yeah. He was in you know, Surf Ninja. Surf Ninja or some shit in the 90s. Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas. There you go. Yes, he also did a uh, documentary on Miyamoto Musashi for History Channel. He was a host. I would say do documentary is a little bit different. He hosted the documentary. He did all the talking and talked to everyone and all that fun shit. Um, he's also... 
He's actually a, a world kung fu champion or something like that. He's won a world championship in kung fu demonstration. If if you have the time, Mr. Chucks, mm-hmm. I would encourage you to watch Cradle Number Two: The Grave on Netflix while it's being hosted there. Because DMX did that and Exit Wounds, I want to say, and I believe both of those were to be terrible films until I rewatched Cradle to the Grave, and it's surprisingly entertaining all the way through. As just as action vehicle. I am still while we're talking. I'm still looking into uh, anime stuff and comic conventions. Um, Hey, that's the the grand. No particular focus. Yeah, anime weekend in Atlanta. You might catch me there. That's the 28th through the 31st. Probably not because it's Halloween. Well, you might. You won't catch me the 31st. I got kiddos. Got to take them trick or treat. Chuck says things he doesn't mean. Volume 87. I will. You might catch me there. It's October twenty eighth through the thirty first. So let's. So I know the. I can't go to the MomoCon or whatever Dragon Con because it's the second through the sixth. I can be there the sixth and the second, um, but I cannot be there the third, fourth, and fifth because I'll work that weekend. So that's off, off. I'll be off the ninth, twenty third. I will not be off that weekend, so you will not catch my happy ass there. God damn it. Any any. Any convention so close to my my home, they're all on weekends. I'm not working, or I am working. You can work security at the convention. Uh, if only Come. jurisdiction worked that way. <laughs> Cusco You're uh, fo- following up on a lead, on a lead, you know. Yeah, guys, I got to go to this anime convention up in Atlanta. I'll be back in a couple hours. You don't do investigations. Fuck off. I will be back on nights by then, I believe. Cusco Con is in Rome, Georgia. Husker Con? Cusca. C O O S A. The Corn Huskers. Yes, uh, from Nebraska. Is one. It's Georgia's one and only family friendly con. Yeah, nope, right there. Done. Don't tell me it's family friendly. I'm not here for a comic convention that's family friendly. Uh, I think you're selling it short. Could be wonderful. Could be. Anime EYE. I don't know how to. I W A I. E-Y? I. I-W-A-I. E-Y. E-Y. Is that, oh, that's how you pronounce it? Yes. Uh, I don't know when Momocon's going to be. Momocon's the big, big one. That's the biggest uh, comic convention. The biggest convention you won't go to. Yeah, you won't this year because it's canceled. What happens if we cancel all conventions? Um, nothing. World will still turn. How will the market be affected? No direct sales. No vendor booths. What are the other possible ramifications? Because the hype machine is going. The hype, the hype keeps going for the stuff that's being sold, but these people, most of the people that go and do these booths and stuff have brick-and-mortar buildings that they sell stuff out of. I don't think it's Momo... Momocon's been canceled this year because they have it the 18th to the 19th of December. I thought I got moved back to the December. Let's call uh-huh. it Momocon 2022 for some reason. One you... day. Momocon one day. Essentially. It's Saturday the 18th through Sunday the 19th. 
from 10 a.m. on the 18th to 6 p.m. on the 19th. You can spend $25 for Sunday, $30 for Saturday, $40 for both. And that's in Atlanta, too, but I don't think it's been canceled. How do you structure your day when you go to a con? I don't. If you understand it's going to be two or three days, so you just wander around. If, if I'm just going to look, I'm just walking around and looking at everything. And whatever I miss the first day, I might go back because they might have something new. That's why I like going to cons because there's always something new and always something different happening at different in the same spot. Uh, that's how I got my yin, yi shun shi, si shi, yin. I can't, I can't remember his name. The Korean, huh? You're just making noises. Yeah, it's the Korean uh, admiral uh, during the invasion by Japan. Uh, somebody you bought a... a life admiral? Yeah, it's a comic book based off him. Some guy wrote. I bought that. Haven't opened them yet. Haven't read them. Uh, they look cool, uh, but it's it's funny at the same time. Like I laugh while seeing it. Um, oh, Phil Lamar will be there. Oh, that's 2020. Get out of here. So you want the raw experience. You walk in, you follow the crowds, you see what's to be seen. You get hungry, you fill up your tummy, you go back, you walk in a different direction. You go, that was great. Then you go to your hotel room or you get back in the car, drive home, and just repeat it again, right? Uh, I do not follow the crowds. I normally am in the opposite direction, whatever crowds are, and I just do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> but don't you feel that anxiety that you're missing out on stuff? Uh, no. Okay. Afterwards, you go talk to your coworkers who are totally into the same thing you are, and they go, hey, did you know that such and such happened? You go, what? That was there. When did that happen? Oh, it was like uh, 2.30 on Friday. Where were you? I was getting high in the parking garage. Essentially, I was free-bracing some cocaine out of a hooker's ass. Um, so, MomoCon 2022 is in April. But Winterfest is when I told you guys. You might catch me there. Winterfest. Winterfest. Momocon Winterfest. Two-day event. Momocon will be back May 26th through the 29th, 2022. So a year from now. Hopefully. Hopefully. Unless things get worse. Oh, yeah. In which case, we got everything I said to this point so far. Uh, essentially, yeah. I don't know. Um, I like going to festivals and, you know, if we ever get big enough and people bump into me, I have no problem. That That's the thing. Like, I have no issue with anything about cons. Like, I actually could have t seen Matt Mercer at one con. He was at Emerald City Comic Con one year. But you don't go to see Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer is best experienced through your ears, not your eyes. That is true. He has. Speaking of that, I am starting to get bad enough now where I'm recognizing people's voices. Like, oh, that's Matt Mercer. Like, I did not know he played Jotaro in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Trace. Uh, uh -huh. Ass Clap Crusaders, I believe is what it's called. Um, and uh, he, why, uh, why, why do you say bad enough? Why do you disparage your own ability to hear a familiar voice and then call it out? Oh, no. I, tribute? It, it's, I'm getting it's, so bad that I'm paying attention. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's not bad. Like, most people don't, like, unless you're a diehard fan, like, most people don't recognize people's voices. Or, like, I can recognize John... Uh, Johnny Young Bosch, Bosch's voice pretty well now. Uh, um, Matt really? Mercer's, after playing RE6 and then listening to uh, Critical Role, um, it, it has become apparent that I can recognize his voice 
and it, it's good. He does a really good job at Jotaro. I'll give him that. He did a, a pretty damn good job. But I didn't recognize but, it until I just went through my second watch of it. If if you spend enough time with a with a long run character, then you settle into those shoes pretty pretty comfortably. What's yeah. Mr. Schimmel's first name? Who? Mr. Schimmel. Oh, I don't know. Greg Schimmel. <laughs> Something Hebrew, I bet. Yes. Um... You hear that, and you go, "Oh, that's the guy. That's my dude. Yeah, cool." Another one I'm starting to recognize. I don't know his name, but he's done so damn much. He he does uh, Aaron Yeager. Uh, he's in Cat Noir. I don't know his name. I met him at Comic-Con. Really cool dude. Found out his dad played, uh, what is it, Zord? Lord Zord or whatever the hell his name was from Power Rangers? The red guy? Aaron Yeager? Yeah. In he, the English yeah, in English dub. He plays the English dubs. Uh, he do, also does Kirito from Sword Art Online. It looks like it's Bryce Pappenbrook. Okay, so him. Oh, I don't recognize. I you you'll recognize his voice because he has a very young voice. I talked to him; really cool, nice guy. Uh, but when he was telling me, I was like, "How'd you get into it?" He goes, "Oh yeah, my dad. Uh, whatever. I can't remember the red guy's name from Power Rangers that has a big Z, Lord Zed. I think it's Lord Zed actually. He uh, his dad was the voice character of that, and they needed him for an episode. He's like, "Yeah," and my dad just threw me in the booth, and I started recording. I'm like, "Oh, you're a cool guy." Apparently, Caesar Zeppeli. From Battle Tendency in JoJo, but yes. it didn't send out to you. Yep, that did. That actually triggered on it. I just, after you said that, I was like, oh yeah, he did do Caesar. It's just him trying to do an Italian accent is uh, just, it doesn't fit the character well. I would not say that was one of his, like he did good doing what he was told to do, but it was not something that it fit his voice in the way it should have. Someone named Yo Shindo in My Hero. My Hero? That's what the that's what it says. He voices Inosuke in the English dub of Demon Slayer, but I haven't heard the English dub yet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know who that is. Yoshindo is from the other school that he fights in the exams, or they fight in the exams. Uh, he can make the ground tremble. And after you but, said that, and I see the character, I can be like, yeah, that's actually him. I can re remember the voice on that one. Can you make my hands clap? What? He plays a pop song lyric. I know which one. He plays Meliodas in Seven Deadly Sins. Apparently, also, he's Bearmon in Digimon Fusion. But just reading the word Bearmon makes me sad, so I'll forget that fact. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> Bearmon. What? One person that I don't understand, like you hear him talk, uh, is Travis Willingham. You hear him speak, and then you hear him do Roy Mustangs. You're just like, wait a minute, that's not the same actor, is it? That's the nature of voice acting. Sometimes you sound like not yourself. Actually talented voice actors can do that. Other people settle for, yeah, people like how I sound, so I'll just do that on, on recording. Yeah, he did them on both, both versions. Um, okay. Which is weird because you, if you see, if you ever watch Critical Role and hear him talk, you're just like, whoa. Like, I'll, I'll be sure to just like, whoa, when I hear him. Like, well, you, if you've seen Full Metal Alchemist, haven't you? I've, I think I've preached that enough. I've watched one episode, yes. Oh, dear God, sir. Brotherhood or the original? OG. OG. Okay, so I don't think you have been introduced to Mustang yet. Considering I'm watching the sub, then no, no, I wouldn't have heard him yet. 
Uh, then you wouldn't hear them at all since you're watching subbed. That's that's the thing. I'm not opposed to dubs. I actually like them whether they're good, they're good or bad. But it depends. If I want to give a show my full attention, I might as well watch it with my ears and my eyes. But when I'm just listening to something offhand, yeah, talk to me in English. Yeah, I uh, I, I want to. I, I like. I don't know something about dubs to me. I just prefer it. I don't want to read. I'm too lazy. I don't want to come home and sit down and watch this animation as it's going while reading at the same time. Don't forget the English descriptive service you can also enable to engage all of your senses, including your genitals. So I would have a feeling that I'm in the South if Netflix did that. Like the whole time it would just be the English voice description. It would just be some Japanese shit is being said on TV. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I don't think so, but it could be. Weirdly, I, I, I just had an experience where the mixing on Amazon was different, where it was a very flat audio track compared to the mixing of the movie's audio. So it it really messed with my uh, perception because usually the audio is integrated into the same sort of channel mix as the rest of the feature that you're watching. But the oil and water effect, I was not a fan of. Hmm. I uh, Have you, speaking of Amazon, have you seen the new, it's not really new, it's been out for a few months, Invincible? Nope, haven't experienced that yet. And I probably won't until it's done because it's season one of four, I think. I don't know how many seasons they've guaranteed so far. Season two's people, not out till next year, so. People memed it really hard from that one scene, from the one thing that happened. Yeah. And then I watched the clip of what happened, and I thought, this is not the show for me. Because you're showing us very grim things, but you're showing them at a rapid-fire pace, so you want to sell the gravity of the situation. But I'm looking at this thinking, this is actually kind of amateurish. The tone is not catching me. Yeah, you... you differently. That that's the very last episode of the the meme where you have Omni Man pointing at his head, talking to his son. Right. But I watched that whole sequence. Oh, okay. I thought to myself, you know, I've I've seen surprising violence and rapid fire on screen, so I'm actually kind of into it. But something here is making me roll my eyes. Whatever point they're selling, I, I, here's what it is: the characters act in unbelievable fashion, considering the power being wielded. And it's done for the sake of indulgence of the viewer. Because beings that have power comparable to what's being portrayed don't act the way you're showing us. It's there to linger and perversely say, oh, wow, that was so rad. As opposed to, and then he, and then he clapped his butt cheeks together and the earth exploded. What is he, Powdered Toast Man? Toast Man? Yeah, Toast Man. You never, have you ever, did you ever watch Ren and Steffi? No. Oh, man. Uh, so that was one of the characters was powdered toast man, powdered powdered toast. Okay, uh, but he he rode backwards and you he had like buns of steel. It was really really fucking weird. But it reminds me of that. Weird is fine if you have a single direction facing superpower, like for example, we discussed Francis. When I wish to call Francis the spiral of contrition, you have one linear power that is to loosen or tighten things like pickle jar lids if you use that one power in an absurd fashion but otherwise you're not unassailable you just have a special ability nobody else has cool you can act quirky if you have superman's portfolio of powers there is basically no excuse to act like a zany person or there is but then we can't do this for animation purposes but just you just go around naked just unshaven murder monster Nobody's there to question your challenge. You go, hey, you should put the pants on. They go, well, watch this and rip out their spine. Spine, spine, spine. 
It was once yours. Now it is mine. Yeah, because if your abilities are thusly absurd, then either you you just you don't engage with the material plane where everything else is happening, or you act in such a way that people understand that you're just a terrible force of nature that requires full address. Like, we need to solve this now, because if we don't, everyone suffers. Alas, the stated set of abilities and events does not match the tone of the writing, because the writing's in service of, hey, critical reflection about the storytelling medium. Actually, I'm now even more interested in going back to read uh, the Dark Tower series, because maybe I'm mistaken, but I think that's an example where just warp fuckery is handled pretty well. I don't. I, I mentioned the book to uh, one of my FTOs when I was going through FTO phase, and uh, he was highly disappointed. He's like, "I didn't like it." I'm like, "You didn't like the like you raised like you're only going to read the one book." He read the first book, and his response yeah, was, go. "Yeah." He. It was like I was like, what about the ending where he just starts? He's like, yeah, great, but it was just it dragged on so much. I was like, it keeps getting better. Like each book intensifies and gets better as it goes. And he's like, yeah, but how many books are there? I'm like, seven. I was like, that's too much, way too much. I'm like, okay, teach their own, man. Like I'm not gonna. Sure. It gets more bizarre. It was JoJo before JoJo, or maybe actually during JoJo. To be honest with you, JoJo's been out since the '80s, so yeah. The main. Did Stephen King stop doing cocaine? What was that a that age range? Uh, I don't know. Let me look it up. When did Stephen King stop doing cocaine? I'm given to a understand. A King-related memoir that he then sought to quit all drugs, including alcohol, in the late '80s. Interesting. Okay. So 86 to 89, somewhere in that area. Right here, there's a very distinct tone shift between on Drugs King and after Drugs King in the Dark Tower series. Oh, most definitely. When he rewrote the first one in the early 2000s, he was like, wait a minute. Oh, rewrote? Period? Wow. Yeah, he redid it, fixed some things that he didn't like about it. Did they release it as a remaster? No, I don't know. I don't know what he called it. Like, I can't remember what it was called. Hold on here. Let me let me look it up again. Oh, whoops. Dark Tower book series. Uh, boo -boo -boo -boo. What's the first one called again? It's just... Yeah, Stephen King, The Dark Tower. Roland's Pocket Buddy. Roland's pocket pussy. Wow, you said it. <laughs> I did. So, like, I don't understand, really, the inclusivity discussion about the film adaptation, which should not really even been mentioned. It, but brought it up to strangers. The thing they'll say is, "Well, I thought it was an inspired choice to cast it or Selba as the gunslinger." And I thought to myself, "There's no reason you can't," but that is maybe like the red herring of inclusivity. Okay, yeah, sure. Black Gunslinger. That I don't take issue with that, but why is that the focal point? Well, the answer is because the movie has so little else going on. And apparently Matthew McConaughey was poorly slapped at the character he's supposed to portray, so you get a very milk toast, nefarious figure of Walter Odin. You know, my favorite portrayal of the grand bad, old scratch, I think still has to go to Peter Stormare in Constantine. 
Really? Really? I, I don't know if you've seen that clip. I can find it for you. But that particular portrayal of Lucifer? Oh, yeah. Really? I know what you're saying. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. Like, hold on here. I couldn't remember who he was. For some reason, I was thinking of what's-her-name. You're thinking of Tilda Swinton. Yeah. But that was a different character. So I believe he republished it or he rewrote it. Revised Expanded Edition. He revised the Gunslinger in 2003 in introduction to the new edition. King stated that he felt original version was dry and difficult for new readers to access. He also made the storytelling more linear and the book's plot more consistent with the series ending. Other changes were made to resolve continuity errors introduced by later volumes. The added material was over 9,000 words, 35 pages in length. What sucks about if you listen to the Dark Tower series on audio is that the guy who did the original voice for uh, Roland Duchesne is, uh, dies. Uh, he dies after the fourth book. And uh-huh. then they had to get somebody new. Was it Michael Clark Duncan? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Uh, let's see here. I'll find out. The guy was a, a, a I about said Arthurian stage actor, Shakespearean stage actor. You had it right. Ancient vampire. <laughs> the Song of Shoshana. That's one I'll, I'll work my way through. I heard uh, there's a Long channel over there by Noah Caldwell Gervais, and he had uh, waxed several times across the eight years where he did not like the end of the Dark Tower cycle because the author decided to pull an authorial trick and then talk at the audience. And that was a disappointment. And then much later in his life, after he experienced more stories and more um, intricate thoughts, he came to the realization, that's okay. Actually, you can do what you did. I'm not angry anymore because it's not the story that I want to hear. It's the story you have to tell. I think that shows a, a decent sign of maturity. Wait, didn't this dude die? Which one? George Goodell. That's the guy who was supposed to narrate it. George Cadell or George Liddell? Different people. Guidell? I'm sure. Yeah, hold on here. Well, if George Cadell could cast Horse Explosion. Oh, no, 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 He's still alive for some reason. Oops, I'm sorry. Must have looked up the wrong guy when I was looking up... uh... That's been known to happen, as long as you cite yourself. No, no, no. Hey, sometimes I'm wrong. I'll admit it. I'm frequently wrong. That's how I learn. Indeed. That's uh, that's what I said when I uh, screwed up on my last traffic stop. The dude's 83, though, so he should be dead soon. Um, <laughs> he just turned 83, so happy birthday, sir. Two days ago. You you do a hell of a Roland Duchesne. A Roland of Gilead. It's so bizarre to see this. I, I guess it's maybe a Polish translation to see the name Stephen King in Cyrillic text. But oh, it's not even, not even Russian fully. I'm trying to find the sandwich so I can send it to you. It's 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 hitting my eyes in a specific fashion, the look at me fashion. I think I don't like this. It's halfway there. That's the issue. Some of the characters are Kyrillic and some of them are uh, English. But now I can't find a link that I can download. Maybe I'll find it. We're well off topic here, but that's okay. Rambles are rambles. When's when's Stephen King Kong? 
I don't know when Stephen King Kong. I meant to say con, but it came out funnier. Oh my god, I'm I'm looking at it now. Is that really how you how do you how... Stephen King? <laughs> Stephen King. It sounded like it was Italian. Stephen King. Like, okay. I don't know. Was that how you would say that? In... No. I didn't think it was. The E's are wrong. Uh, sounds like you're about to be taken out by a mafia man. Stephen King. Like, oh my god. Like, what? Like, I don't think that's what it's supposed to say. Uh, sir, we're, we're about to run out of video. You want to keep going? I'll say it on. I'll say it on. Yeah, you know, we're we're ramble casting a little bit, but honestly, I think you spent a lot of your energy on thinking of which cons you can't go to, and the sadness weighs heavy upon your heart. Oh no, it doesn't weigh heavy on my heart, sir. I know which cons I can and can't go to, and I, I look for ones close, but there's not good ones close by, except MomoCon here at the Winterfest at the end of the year. In closing, I just want to address the official. Dynasty Warriors movie adaptation coming soon to Netflix as of June 9th, 2021. That was sent to me, ironically, somebody saying, look at this shit, this is dumb. And I thought, everything I see here holds up exactly what I expect. I would like to see this happen. But their weapons are bendy. Yeah, that's okay. No, it's it's, it's fine. Let's see the uh, coalition of armies put down the Yellow Turban's Rebellion once and for all. Okay. And the uh, mighty Luke may even live to be boiled in a giant cauldron. Maybe, maybe. One only, day. only if you don't pursue, never pursue. Do you have any expectations, Chucks? Because I think you uh, you started off with satire, saying this is so dumb. Uh, my expectations for this is going to be uh, it's going to be cheesy. It's been out. It doesn't have good ratings, but I'm going to watch it anyways because one, I like the Dynasty Warrior franchise. Like, don't love, like the franchise. And two, I like history stuff. And if you can make it campy and kooky, uh, I'm more than willing to watch it. Fair enough. Um, so for my final thoughts, I have two things, guys. Uh, final thing I'd like to state. Uh, the first one is, uh, if you have children, don't let them watch Attack on Titan. Uh, that will cause them nightmares, and you're going oh. to regret it. That's a that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, that is a very weird thing to say, especially when your boy here is a big, big, big idiot, and he uh, he screws up and uh, does that. Well, you, you obtained her consent. Uh, I did. I asked her, you want to watch this? Yeah, sure. Okay, you're not going to like it. Oh, I'll be fine. Mm, how wrong you were when you decided to freak out until 2 in the morning because you thought Aaron Yeager's Titan form was outside your window trying to eat you. Um, which makes no sense because he's a 40 meter tall Titan and my house is only one story, which is roughly 3 meters. So she wouldn't, be able <laughs> she wouldn't have been able to see his face. She would only have been able to say maybe his calf and then, you know, fun shit like that. Well, he bent down to show her his war chin. Oh, yeah, I bet. The the war chin with his teeth exposed. Um, yeah. One last thing I'd like to bring up on top of this is uh, for the second time in under two months, Capcom is being sued for Resident Evil. What for this time? Uh, copyright again. It's a copyright infringement on a po po picture this lady took of images of surroundings and this lady took a picture of shattered glass and uh she has 180 claims that resident evil 4 devil may cry and other games took uh her pictures and used them in their stuff if you look at the resident evil 4 logo uh, in the top left corner when it's like all brown and all that it, there's a shattered glass she says it resembles her stuff um 
she's suing for $12 million uh, for copyright infringement of her material. Um, I would like to see how that goes. It's been 17 years, 16 years since Resident Evil 4 was released. Let me check that. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, ooh, hey, that's not what I wanted. RE4. That's five. I said four. RE4 was released. Oh, 16 years ago. 16 years ago. January 11th, 2005. Uh, so there now, it's been 16 years, but I don't know how long uh, that will hold up or what's going to happen. So I want to know what happens later on with these lawsuits, if they settle or what they do. And as a picture of shat uh, abandoned property worth $12 million to somebody, because I doubt that she made that much money or she would have made that much money over time. Uh, what's your so opinion? Solution is simple. Uh, litigation will bog down the release of RE4 Remaster, so mob justice will put this woman six feet under, and the problem solved. Yeah. I have to keep rewinding the video back, by the way. That's going to look fun. Um, but with that being said, guys, uh, you know, uh, we've had a blast today. Thank you. Welcome to Ramble Cast number two, uh, the re-reckoning. Again, good, I guess. Good so for Ramen Game, I'm Nutchucks. I'm probably. See you later.